Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Connection. It's so great to be with you on this Sunday morning. Myself, Ann Baldwin, along with Lisa DeMattis-Lapore, President and CEO of The Connection. And we're still struggling through this, aren't we, Lisa? It's just amazing uh, what's going on, especially now with, you know, not knowing what schools are going to start, kids are back in the classroom. I thought it'd be over by now, frankly. I know. Good morning, everyone. It's, you know, I was having a conversation early this morning with uh, one of my uh, close friends, and we were talking about, you know, both of our kids are going off to college, and we're both, well, not off, off, leaving the state, but we're both relieved that, it, that we've decided that they're both going to stay home at least for one semester before going and living on campus with all the madness happening. And uh, it's scary to me that I, I feel like we're going to have a resurgence of this, and I don't want it to be that. And plus, I'm really struggling with not having seen my mother in seven months and really just wanting to get on a plane and go see her in Florida. I can't hold out much longer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go. I know. It, so, it, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's one of those decisions, you know, and it's almost damned if you do and damned if you don't. But at what point does life have to go on? I, you know, it's just such a tough call. I can't imagine, you know, that you seven months and your elderly mother, that's a long time. And I know how close you two are and you can talk five times a day and FaceTime, but that doesn't cut it. No, I can't do this much. I'm really, it's really, really getting to me. Um, in a bad way. It's, I, it, this now is affecting every aspect of my life, I feel like, by not being able to to physically see her and be with her. And um, I, I absolutely cannot hold on much longer. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go um, because life is too short. And that's, you know, she's 88 years old. And I have to, you know, th- and this was always, you know, you and I had these conversations back and forth about, taking care of your parents and they're getting older and, you know, my mother living so far away. And now, you know, I knew there would be some event and believe me, it could be worse, but I, I can't, I mean, I'm an only child. It, it, this, I can't do this. I know. It's not you, working. you know what I'm doing? I'm flying my mother here. 
I am. That's a great idea. I'm flying her here and mm-hmm. she's going to self-quarantine and or get a COVID test. But, you know, she's also going out of her mind there because she can't socialize and she can't, and she's very active. So that's kind of my solution to this is August 9th. I'm picking her up from Bradley and she's got a one-way ticket and we'll take it from there. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have a fellow Italian woman here in the studio with me today, Molly Satellino. Yes, Molly Satellino. Welcome, Molly. Yay. Thank you for having me. We should mention that Molly is the Assistant Clinical Director of Outpatient Programming over at our good friend CMHA, which is Con- Community Mental Health Affiliates. And she's also an ambassador. We're going to talk about that new program that you've got going on over at CMHA. And Lisa, you're familiar with them and their program and Ray Gorman, you know, who's going to be retiring soon, but he's still there. And just the amazing programs that they have and their new beautiful facility in downtown New Britain. It's just amazing. CMHA has an impeccable reputation in Connecticut. For those of you that don't know, it's a private nonprofit behavioral health treatment provider And they've been caring for individuals and families living with mental health, struggling with addiction, and adjusting to challenging life circumstances. And um, they provide um, therapy, connection, and compassion to more than 7,000 individuals per year. So we're so happy to have you here, Molly. Um, Let's talk about um, telehealth in the age of COVID and um, what you folks are doing right now to um, provide the needed therapy for people who are suffering from some of the things that I just talked about, struggling um, with addiction and mental health. Okay, absolutely. Telehealth has been a wonderful option for our agency and pretty much every agency and private providers in the area. It lets us stay connected, even though it's over the phone. Our clients are still able to talk to somebody to, you know, be a sounding board. As you were speaking earlier, you're right. People are being sad. They're feeling lonely. It's not how it was a few months ago. And, you know, unfortunately, it's probably going to be like this for some time. So having that connection, you know, albeit over the phone, it's a wonderful way to still be able to talk to your therapist, to talk to your doctor, to talk to your case manager, and really just be with somebody in the moment. And Lisa, you've had to do that too at The Connection. Um, I know I had my first telehealth appointment with my primary care physician. And, you know, I was a little skeptical about it because I just didn't know what to expect and it just doesn't seem the same to me. But I got to tell you, you know what was interesting to me is she seemed so much more relaxed and so much more personable in her environment over the telehealth um, appointment than she does when I go into her office. And for that... I agree. I had the same experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? So it just kind of lets your guard down, but you still get that face-to-face contact. So how have your how have your clients been responding to telehealth? Actually, very well. Um, you know, initially it was a struggle to show people how to kind of do it or get the schedule correct that, you know, I'm going to call you Monday at 3.30, please be available, please be in a quiet area so that we could still do our therapy session. You know, it's it's been a little bit tricky for some, but as time has gone by, People are very appreciative and grateful that we're still being able to service them. It is good. You know, and a lot of folks, like for myself in recovery, we don't have our 12-step programs to go to um, these days. We, we need something. We need someone to look at us, and we need to be able to talk to people. And so it's good to, to know that at least that's an option. But, Molly, I have to 
assume, and maybe I shouldn't, that this has also been a time of relapse for a lot of people because of the change in everything that's going on and that feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. It's hard to shake it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think a lot of the clients that we have have struggled with that especially considering, you know, the structure and the daily routine of coming into the office has been null and void for the past few months. Um, but it's still, it's forming that relationship with your, with your caretaker, you know, with your therapist to be like, you know what, today was really bad and this is what happened or today was really good. I was able to stop and think and use my coping skills. Um, you know, AA and NA have been doing meetings over zoom, but it's just not the same. Mm -hmm. One of the other programs that you have over at CMHA, and um, I was on the board a while back, and this program had just kind of started, the Ambassador Program. Talk a little bit about that and how you're really putting folks out with lived experience out into your communities to help others. Okay. Our Ambassador Program is employees at CMHA, and we're able to link with other providers in the area as well as consumers in the area to provide them the assistance that we have to inform them of the programs that we have and just to be present in the community. Um, new Britain recovers is a new program sponsored by the city that CMHA is a part of in order to bring to light and destigmatize substance use and mental health within the, our city. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the big things, especially in the field that you're in and the field that the folks at the connection are in is is really the stigma that goes with so many of these issues and it's it's so great that the mainstream public is starting to realize that it can happen to anybody and you can't really judge somebody by their cover because you don't know what's going on in their head or in their bodies and things like that and i know lisa you guys have worked hard at getting rid of that stigma too by putting a face and a voice on these people absolutely yeah, I, I, it's really so important, and I'm, I'm sure, um, Molly, that you've seen um, even an increase, I, I would think, during this difficult time in um, mental health issues, and we know that the um, overdoses um, are rising and substance abuse is not going away. If anything, it's, it seems like it's, the numbers are getting higher. Um, so I'm sure that, you know, you folks are super busy and I think that, you know, telehealth has really been, a, has really been a savior in so many ways. And I'm really grateful, um, for CMHA and the services that you're so providing in Connecticut, because we really, we can't get enough services. And you and I both know that the waiting lists are forever long and, you know, needs are great. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you on that. We're able to, you know, and I've had some success stories where I've had clients that did relapse and, you know, we talked on the phone and they said, you know what, I'm going to bring myself to detox and I'm going to bring myself to a rehab program. And they would do that. They have insight into what is going to best help them knowing that, you know, they're not going to be in group with me three times this week. So it's very much, you know, having that open communication with the people that we serve and being like, you know what, we're here for you. I support you. How can we work together to make your life better? We should also right. mention too that uh, these folks, and I, I think I met one of your one of your folks. How, how do you say his name? Chess. 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 I met Chess. So uh, listen to this story. So share the story of Chess because he's he's agreed to let you tell us, right? Yes. yes. A number of years ago, Chess came in as a client. I did his intake. 
And he was a little standoffish. And I said, oh, that's a wonderful shirt. And it was a DuckTales shirt from when we were growing up cartoon. And he still laughs about that to this day. He had been in a number of my groups. Um, and a couple years ago, he went to CCAR, to the CCAR class, to get his recovery coach specialist um, certification. So now he actually works at our agency. You can find Chess every morning outside, um, you know, on the New Britain Green at Central Park, just talking to people. He's very relatable. Oh, and he, he just, you know, just the other day said, he goes, oh, Molly, I went to go talk to my guys. Hey, what's going on? How's everything going? And the guy said, oh, that's the one. Go talk to him. So this other fellow came over to him and said, I need to get into CMHA. And Chess said, okay, well, come across the street. We'll set you up with an intake and we'll get you into treatment. And it's, it's things like that. It's having that personal connection and Chess being, you know, known with just people in the city to be able to link up to services. It's a beautiful thing. You know, that's wonderful. I, you know, um, peer support is so, uh, peer support staff is so huge and it's so wonderful that, um, Chess is doing that. I would love to have him on the show with you sometime if he wanted to be on. It would be really amazing. But I, I, I love those stories. And, you know, folks in recovery can really relate to a peer. And it's, it, is, it is a very different relationship. And it's amazing um, what folks can do to give back and help others. And at the same time, they're helping themselves, right? I mean, it's sort of like a, it's a win-win situation because He's helping others, but he's also getting something for himself out of that, which is so wonderful. Well, and you know, and that's part of the recovery process too, is, is giving back. You know, I know when I, when I got sober, I um, also said, oh, I want to give back. I want to give back. I want to shout this thing from the rooftops, but you've got to be in a good place, you know, and, and to this gentleman's credit, he went and got the proper training. So he went to the Reco yes. Recovery That's Coach great. Academy so that you know how to approach people without blame or judgment. Um, you need to find out, is that individual, do they want it? How bad do they want it? And, and that's what you really want to you know, get, a, get a sense of before you put somebody into a program because people can sign up all day long, but you know, if you don't want it, it's not going to last. You're absolutely right. So tell us, um, wh what is the website, CMHA? Uh, the website for community mental health affiliates is cmhacc.org, or you can simply Google community mental health affiliates. Great. And, you know, you've got programs throughout the state, and there's a lot of collaborative effort, too, among nonprofit organizations. You know, it's not as territorial as it used to be, right, Lisa? Because you all need each other. Mm -hmm. One offers one thing that maybe someone Absolutely. else doesn't offer, so that you're kind of becoming one big conglomerate of just trying to get people back on their feet in our society and to become pr productive members of society. Absolutely. It, it really takes, it takes a village. You know, we all need to work together. We all, you know, we'll see similar clients, you know, um, that, you know, we'll go to, go to different agencies for help and we work together and, you know, um, for things that we can't properly um, treat at the connection, we refer and we do re refer to, CMHA, and as I said, um, for folks out there that are needing some help and are looking for um, mental health services and telehealth, I strongly, you know, suggest that you reach out to CMHA. And I'm sure Molly, that you do the same thing we do, which is if you get a referral and for some reason it isn't something that you specialize in, that you would refer the person, and you know, it would be a warm handoff to um, somewhere else where they could get the care they needed. Oh yes. Absolutely, we need to do that. 
it's important. It's important to have those connections with other agencies in the area so that, you know, we can best serve our, our, our community. And one of the things, too, is taking in mind, you know, the, the clients, the people that do come in there. If you haven't seen this, Lisa, next time you're able to come into the studio here, we've got to go over and visit the beautiful building in downtown New Britain that CMHA um, has had built out. Uh, big shout out to TBI Construction because they did a fantastic job. I was actually over there for their kind of their grand open ribboning, ribbon cutting, and it's gorgeous. And the other thing that they've done is they actually have put a pharmacy in the facility so that, you know, you think about what people's needs are so that here's what you need. You don't need to go back out on the streets and to your neighborhood pharmacy where you probably shouldn't be hanging out anyway. And all the services are right there. It's one-stop shopping. So that consolidation of things being all over the place, it's really under one roof. And it's, um, and it's really, really state-of-the-art, and it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Go We're ahead. excited to get back into the oh, office and to have all of our clients be able to come in and see the progress that they've made on the pharmacy and just, you know, really be together again. Right. And we mentioned, you know, even though you're in downtown New Britain, you do have offices in waterbury torrington it's hard to believe you have 350 employees talk about an agency that's wow. growing but the need is growing too and that's what we have to realize and uh, if you do want more information on the programs that cmha has to offer uh, go to cmhacc.org and you can learn more there and, you know, a lot of folks do go to the website, as you found out, Lisa, when they go to theconnection.org. Um, there are so many different places that sometimes people just want to see what's available. They want to see, they want to get a feel for, you know, what do I need? Who's going to be able to meet those needs? And just kind of planting that seed sometimes is the start of something that can really end up successful. Absolutely. People can also call our main office at 860-224-8192 and be scheduled with an intake. I believe that telehealth is, um, will be the wave of the future, even when we get through, um, you know, get through this hurdle we're dealing with as a nation. I think we've realized through, um, through COVID um, the importance of, um, you know, sometimes... Um, saving time, being more efficient, being more time efficient, and while face-to-face is, is great, I, I think telehealth offers other things. You know, you don't ever have to miss an appointment if it's snowing out or you mm-hmm. can't drive or, you know, I think telehealth is available to, it's faster for people, it's easier, you still have the connection to be able to do that, the human connection, and I think that it will be a larger wave in the future, and I think that, you know, there are things like that that have come out of this that, you know, will help others um, with treatment and with the help that they need. And, you know, if you're a person that's always running late, (laughs) (laughs) I am a person that's always running late. So if telehealth is, you know, being able to dial in and, you know, get your therapist or your doctor online, I think is, you know, an alternative. Um, I know meetings are the same way, right? You don't have to drive anymore. You still see everyone. You can participate. You can feel satisfied, um, still collaborate and do do things, I think, in a, in a timely and more sufficient manner. But what about access? Um, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Molly uh, Satellino, and she is the Assistant Clinical Director of Outpatient Programming um, at CMHA. 
What about access, though? I know this has been a big issue with online learning. Um, is it the same for these patients who need access to telehealth? It's a little bit different now, simply because pre-COVID, you could simply walk into our office any day of the week, especially Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and have an intake on the spot. Tuesdays and Thursdays, they would be scheduled. So, I mean, it was very much, you know what? In the moment, I need help. I'm going to walk right in that building and have an intake within 20 minutes of filling out some paperwork. Now it's, you know, clearly over the phone, and we're restarting in-person services really anytime. It's calling, and it's just saying, you know what? I need a little bit more than what I have right now. What other services could you just run through for our listeners, um, the list of services that you provide? A list of services that CMHA provides. <laughs> that is a great <laughs> question, and it has a very long answer because there are so many services. We have adult well, out. You could mention some of them. Sure. Yeah. We have our adult outpatient program and intensive programs, you know, in-home programs, MDFT, family-based recovery programs. We have case management programs. We have vocational programs to help people find jobs. Wow. Um, you know, we have nurses on site. We have case managers on site. We do medication management along with therapy, you know, individual therapy, group therapy. <laughs> I mean, you kind of name it, we have it. And if we don't have it, chances are we're going to start it and or link you with the appropriate agency that does have it. Right. And if she forgot anybody, don't I'm hold sorry. it against her. You know, that's why they make websites because everybody has a different need and access to, to a different program. And there's just so much out there. And so many of these programs, as we all know, one leads to another. It's really, at least as we talk about at the connection, it's a continuum of care. You know, you start these people with, you, you can go from intake, you know, being homeless and, and maybe needing recovery to, in the end, reunited with your children with a roof over your head. I mean, and everything in between. So that's what I love about it is that there's measured results. There has to be now, especially here in the state of Connecticut where funding is getting tighter and tighter. You guys have to prove yourselves or it's not happening. So, Molly, I have a question. What would you, um, is there something, that a message that you would like to um, tell our listeners about your wonderful organization um, or how they can reach out for ongoing help or any, uh, something on a positive note um, with the situation that we're dealing with and how uh, your organization is helping others find their way? Oh, absolutely. I think an important message to note is that, and you guys had said this earlier, that we're kind of all in this together. Everybody does have their struggles, but there are people out there that care and want to support you and help you, you know, learn those coping skills, implement those things, get you reconnected with your family, you know, help you in your recovery journey. Everybody's mental health and recovery journey is different, but I think it's also important to know that we're a community, and we sometimes lose that. So I think my message would also be to be kind to one another, to be patient with people, to be understanding and take that step back and be, be more mindful that, you know what, if I'm feeling this way, chances are my neighbor's feeling this way. So let me take a deep breath. Let me try to be a better human being simply. It's, it's smiling. It's just knowing that, you know what, together we can get through this. And I have to tell my clients that every time I talk to them. And I have to remind myself that, too, because it's, it's, it's being grateful and being mindful of what we do have. 
you know, things could always be better, but things could always be worse. Wow. I think that pretty much sums it up. And if we could all, you know, get out, get out, quit sitting in our own stuff and think about other people. And just like you said, that smile sometimes is all you need, even though you can't see it with a mask on. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> well, this has been a, a great conversation. And uh, Molly Settelino, I want to thank you. Amy Ogle, my good friend over at CMHA, who reached out and said, look, you know, we've got so much to offer and we just want to shout it from the rooftops. Well, here you are. And I hope that this forum gave you the opportunity to do that. So thank you for being on here. And again, the website is cmhacc.org if you want more information on their programs and also the Connections website, theconnectioninc.org. So Lisa, thank you for being with me remotely. I look forward to the day when I can see your smiling face in person again, hopefully soon. Ditto. And thank you again, Molly, for being on our show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And to all of you who tune in on Sunday morning, of course, we need to thank you as well for checking us out on this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.